Welcome back to DQP Does Drafted Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where tonight hell freezes over. With me this evening is my co-host Russell. That's chill. <laughs> Why were you like weird Batman saying uh, Mr. Freeze line? Because <laughs> I'm not good at impressions. <laughs> That's chill. There you go. <laughs> Hell freezes over. <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming. <laughs> There's hundreds more. Yep. <laughs> also with me is Dave. Look, I apologize. I want to apologize to every fan that was disappointed because I think I owe them that. After Batman and Robin, I was scum. It was like I had murdered a baby. Holy shit. That was Joel Schumacher. <laughs> this is Dave. So uh this week we are we are continuing our March Batness through April and probably May. Uh yep. With Batman and Robin, nineteen ninety seven, PG thirteen, two hours and five minutes. All these movies are a taut two hours and like less than ten minutes. Yeah. All these all these uh nineties Batman movies. Yeah. Um and then they got scared to make two-hour superhero films for a long time. Yeah. I don't think the problem with this movie was that it was over two hours. I think the problem with this movie was the movie. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, uh, I actually kind of love this movie because it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually like this movie. Um, but, uh, the so, synopsis. Um... Batman has had plastic surgery and looks like George Clooney now. Uh, Chris O'Donnell still, or Robin still looks like Chris O'Donnell. Um, still looks forty-five. Yep, he's he's slightly older. He's not as old as Batman still, but just like a couple years younger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're both only a couple years younger than Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, they're well into their crime fighting duo dynamicness. And uh, uh, they run into Mr. Freeze, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he drops one-liners like, they're on fire. Chill. <laughs> played by is a strange term to use for that. He manifested Freeze. He was Mr. Freeze, okay? Um, I hate when they interrupt a movie. Yeah, and then we... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh so <laughs> i'm not gonna have a quote left for the end um so then uh you know they're going back and forth mr freeze is trying to get some diamonds because he's he's powered by ice um and yeah. uh, he's iced out <laughs> that's a pun yeah um thanks um there were 27 of them and 27 of them in fact at least um so then we randomly go into like I don't know South America somewhere where there's a jungle and uh, a mad scientist that was under uh, underwritten by Wayne Enterprises, um, but has since had his funding cut. Is basically making Bane and trying to sell him as a super soldier to uh, what I can only as like assume is like the. Uh, all the villains from the 80s WWF. Um, yeah, yeah like Sergeant a, Slaughter was there. <laughs> yeah, like a bunch of dudes with like turbans and like that look like sheiks and shit. Yeah. Um, basically every foreign country that America is scared of uh, represented by a single stereotype. And they're all the terrorists that are trying to buy Bane. Um, as well as a secret person on a red phone, which that was interesting. Yeah. Using a red phone. Bane. Bane. Bomb. Monkey The the secret person was Luther, right? (coughs) Sure. I don't know. It's my head cannon. Okay. Because they mentioned Superman a few times in this one. This is why Superman works alone. Yeah. Uh, so they mentioned Metropolis. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh what's her fuck works with this guy trying to make hybrid plant rattlesnakes. 
I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty dumb. Uh, and she stumbles upon him trying to sell this Bane shit and Venom stuff to these terrorists and not friendly countries. And she's like, oh no. And he is like, oh, you're hot. Be with me or die. And she's like, no, I'm going to sell you out. And so he kills her. Kills her. Air quotes. Yeah, he doesn't um, kill her. Pamela Isley. That's what her name is. Uma yep. Thurman. Um, we go back to Gotham. There's some more shit with Mr. Freeze. Go back to the jungle. She comes out of the ground. All She was like a mousy, like, disheveled uh, like scientists, and now she's like super banging Uma Thurman um, with bright red hair because she absorbed toxins and poisons and venoms and stuff <laughs> in the earth, and it changed her I mean, it makes into sense a to me. powerful woman. Yeah. With chlorophyll <laughs> instead of skin. Yeah, shit doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, chlorophyll, more like borophyll. Wow. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that <laughs> shit. All right, I'll leave you. <laughs> Come if on, Dave. is boring about this movie, it is not Poison Ivy. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Uh, anyway, um, her and fucking Freeze team up. She, like, betrays him and kills his wife. Only she doesn't actually kill his wife. Batman saves his wife. They're like, the shit goes down. He's trying to freeze Gotham. Uh, uh, for some reason, Poison Ivy just really wants to kill Batman and Robin. Like, she kind of gives up. She's just like, whatever, Mr. Freeze can do his thing. I'm just going to kiss these motherfuckers and kill them. And she fails. And yeah, rubber lips. Yeah, and they they uh, stop her, uh, mostly due to uh, Alfred's niece showing up and being nosy, just like everyone else that goes into... Bruce Wayne's house. Yeah, they really should get a better like security system yeah. or something. They should change the locks. <laughs> change the <Yeah>. locks. <laughs> um, basically, anyone that Alfred lets in should not be let in. Bruce, is, it's me, Barbara. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and she like says that fucking out loud, like next, yeah. <laughs> like, and Poison Ivy doesn't die, so like Poison Ivy heard them say that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, bitch, shut up, Opsic, come on. Um, she was obviously never in the military. Uh, yeah, because none of us were either. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, what? Um, yeah. So then they all go fight, uh, Mister Freeze and save Gotham, and they do it. And then, for some reason, when Mister Freeze goes to prison this time, they put him. Or goes to Arkham this time, they put him in his suit so he can fuck with Poison Ivy? I don't know. Seems like a bad idea. Yeah, it seems like a bad idea. But whatever. The end! Oh yeah, Alfred was sick with yep. the same thing that uh, Mr. Freeze's wife was sick with. Mm-hmm. But he only has stage one, and Mr. Freeze knew how to cure it, and had two in his uh, suit the whole time. And he says, Take two! And call me in the morning. <laughs> ice pun. That was the only non-ice pun yeah, I yeah, think that true. he said. But yeah. That wasn't even a pun. It was just like a fucking old joke. An old joke, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a doctor. Yeah. But yeah, that was the movie. So here's how I feel about this movie. Mm-hmm. I am horribly amused by this movie. Yes. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. It's so fun. It's Agreed. like watching a cartoon. Yeah, it's so how I feel about this movie is like it's just like a better, more distilled and modern, well, at the time anyway, version of 66 Batman. It's like yeah. slapstick. It's got fucking the sound effects and stuff. Yeah. Um, like everything about it is satirical, and you know, including the attitudes of the of the uh, villains. Yeah. Right? So, like, that's why every Ivy action figure comes with Bane. <laughs> she says that in yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah, she says it in the movie, and I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it was. It's it's funny. Now, I I I, I watched this movie on tape, and there was action. There was uh. 
commercials for the toys before. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Like, you can tell um, there's a point in, like, in uh, superhero and, like, uh, kids movies and stuff where you realize that it, it is like completely about the toy money which I I didn't know that it was way before that that it was all about the toy money yeah because it was like all about the toy money in the 80s um but yep I mean I wasn't aware of that kind of shit then I was, all I, was toys. Uh, I was a baby <laughs> um so they were advertising to me but like I didn't get it like at this point I think is when I started to get it when it's like, why is Batman suddenly in a different costume? Why is everybody wearing a different costume? How do they have like 16 different vehicles? And then, you know, you go to the store that night and the, all of that stuff is on the shelf plus like six different ones. Yep. <laughs> you know, and you're like, ooh, that. I want it. Yeah. I never wanted the Batman stuff just because like, I don't know. I was always way more into Marvel stuff, but mm. like. I just wanted all the toys. I was kind of particular, but I'd sit with my little action figgies and like make up stories and action figgies. Yeah, have them fight each other. And... Oh yeah, I'd do that. I just didn't like want all of them. I wanted I all the Joes and all the X Men. Yeah, I never had stories. I was just like ah, pa pa pa. That's how I played. What they bah, had bah, like bah. different layers in the area of my room and yeah, nice. Yeah. There was lots of universal crossover stuff, so I was like doing multiverse stuff before Ooh, it was popular. You're ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Like had my little Savage Dragon and my little GI Joe. And Fuck yeah, Savage Dragon. My little fucking Omega Red. I very specifically remember the Omega Red figure because he was a. Uh, there used to be like these. Uh, you'd go to like Family Dollar or Dollar General, or whatever, and they had these like cast iron fucking. Tiny toys that yes. were like maybe I remember those three inches, and they they just had like a bunch of them. I think you need to look at our characters. <laughs> Do you think they were smaller? The ones that were this big, yeah, that's not three inches, bro. What is that? <laughs> it's like, like a, it's like an inch and a half, closer to four. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you guys living deep in denial. <laughs> All the white. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I had a bunch of those. Oh, so. They were die cast. What the fuck were those called? Die cast toys? There was like a name for them. But like they... I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I had a bunch of them too. I had a bunch of like... I had like Wolverine and... Of course I had Wolverine. I mean... You're wearing but the shirt. I'm wearing the shirt. Um, Which you can see on video if you hop over to YouTube and follow us at Drafty Quarters Productions. Don't look at me too much. No, do. Look at Shane. Don't. Only Shane. Don't do it. Only Shane. My new website, Only Shane's. Only Shane's. <laughs> and it's you fucking a bunch of different Shane's. <laughs> Whoa! No, it's just Shane. <laughs> Shane's fucking Shane's. I am... Don't want to be part of this. <laughs> Too late. Um, seventy percent cut to be the bottom. <laughs> Twenty. To you be gonna the top. pay the gay? Are you serious? <laughs> God damn. So Batman and Robin. Yeah. Anyway, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Good like, I put it on, like I said, I watched it on tape. Yeah. Uh, and I was thoroughly entertained. I'm like, this is so terrible. I kind of love it. Yeah, this is more so, so, like, I talked about Batman Forever being, like, so bad that I enjoyed it. And this is, like, definitely further over on the side of the line. Yeah. It's so bad I enjoyed it. Um I actually like I like the story. There's like some emotional impact because like you attacked in the story, not the characters, but like in the story they attacked Alfred, and that kind of that that cut differently uh, than any of the previous emotional interactions or mm, emotion, emotionally engaging scenes from the last movies. Um, so this one was uh, I, I was I, I had some emotions, which was nice because uh, I haven't had those in the last four movies. 
Uh, (laughs) Fair. So, uh, and honestly, like, uh, Mr. Freeze's tragic villain. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the the parallel between Alfred and his wife, like, I actually really like the story. Yes. I do feel like Poison Ivy was kind of shoehorned in. And, like, as much as I actually enjoyed Uma Thurman's version of Poison Ivy, uh, I think the movie would have been better without it. Yeah. And so if you took out Alicia Silverstone's Batgirl and you took out Poison Ivy, you took out that stuff and you embellished more on, like, the other characters and Alfred being sick and, like, it was more, like, uh, more focused than I think the movie would have been better. Um, yeah. Like, it, just because you have too many messages going on. Like, Poison Ivy's character has a point. And, like, while I understand her point and she is, like, a villain you could agree with. Uh, yeah, she's a bioterrorist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't work with the rest of the movie. Yeah. And, like, Bane is 100% shoehorned in. And he's also... Fucked up. Yeah, which we'll touch on this again later, because the same thing happens when Bane comes back in another movie. Yeah. And, Bob. like, Bane doesn't have to be the muscle-head douchebag, like, henchman of another villain. Like, Bane no. is his own character. His He's a very in-depth villain, actually. Yeah. And, uh... So, like, I don't like the version... I don't like the version of Bane. Um... I do, however, feel like they were gearing up for a Venom situation, maybe with Batman uh, from this movie, if they were going to do another one. Um, But obviously we didn't get another one. So I don't know if maybe that was something they were... They were going to try to do in the next one or whatever. Remember to cast Kurt Russell for Batman 5. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, no, that, um, Batman that's, that's Unchained real. is supposed to be called. Yeah, that's a real thing. Oh, really? They were going to? Yeah. That would have been interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been real weird. Yeah. Shortest yeah. fucking Batman ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Bane stuff is ridiculous. I, I love yes. when he's like wearing a hat, though. Oh, <laughs> God. It's, fucking, it's hilarious. Okay, like. If if it if it had not if Bane didn't exist in the comics, right, the way that he does, or in any of the other media that he's been done, like at least moderately okay, um, if he didn't exist there, then this would have been better. This would have been acceptable. Yeah, because it's it's humorous. Like it's it's uh, a worthwhile addition to, um, to Poison Ivy if it wasn't Bane. It was anybody else if it was just caught like a new character that they created for this movie because that's basically what it is. Yeah, they took an element of Bane and then everything else threw it out the window. Yeah, and they like it was amusing. Like I said, him being her like like muscle henchman, but other than that, it was a complete. Mischaracterization. Yeah, mischaracterization. Yeah. 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 So, like, the story, though, the story is compelling. I think, I think it's a good story. I think it at least has, like, good bones. Um, the, uh, I don't, the, like, Uma Thurman, like, out acted everyone in this movie. So it makes her, like, character stand out weirdly mm-hmm. and, like, almost in a bad way. Cause, like, she's over the top. But she's also, like, believable still when she's over the top. Mm-hmm. Like, because she's, like, not overacting. She's just purposefully acting over the top. So, like, it's different than how, like, her and Mr. Freeze together, like, doesn't work. Because Mr. Freeze is just Arnold, uh, which is fine. But, like, I didn't think the scenes with them, like, the chemistry, like what it was supposed to be didn't really work and like yeah. she's like longing after him because he doesn't fall for her trick. Yeah, he's he's unattainable, but they yeah. didn't like play into that at all. No. And yeah. if they would have, then maybe it would have worked a little bit better having her in the movie, but they just kind of like it was like one scene and then she's yeah. like moved on. Yeah. She's cold-hearted. Yeah, I I agree that like if she hadn't been in the movie both because um 
because the story was just too much. It kind of made it a little bloated. Yeah. Um, and it could have focused more on the other stories, but also the chemistry between Freeze, uh, between Arnold, Clooney, and uh, and uh, O'Donnell was like more even keeled than her chemistry was with any of them. Yeah. Like they were like campy for the sake of being campy, I feel like, and knew what they were doing. Yeah. Whereas like she. I think she knew what she was doing, but she was just doing it so differently than everyone else was yeah, that it her, just didn't fit. Hers was, I still feel like, a little like more artistic, I guess. And she was like more of channeling the character versus yeah. making fun of the character. Yeah. She was basically playing the character as though it was from 1966, not as though yeah. it was a campy caricature of 1966 right yes yeah yeah so i just don't i don't feel like that like went super well although i i did love every scene that she was in like just i i enjoyed i love uma thurman so like it's hard to not like scenes that she's in but that's i'm critiquing it in a way that yeah critiquing the movie not necessarily her just like lighting up a scene yeah yeah because that can be detrimental to a movie, right? Because, like, I mean, look at all of these movies that we've talked about, right? There's mm-hmm. been, like, one person that was worth a shit. Yeah. Like, this movie's a little different because we can say if she hadn't been in it, then the uh, the rest of the movie would have been able to be what it was. Yeah. And it wouldn't yeah. have been weird. Yeah, she her character confuses the tone of the movie. Yeah. Whereas, like, Nicholson was just amazing and... Like, it's not that he didn't fit, is it just that he did what he was supposed to do better than everyone else? Yes. And I feel the same about uh, Danny in Returns. Yeah, in Returns, yeah. I know. Which, I mean, even though I didn't like it, like, I can agree with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, so, like, and then, like, Chris O'Donnell, I don't know, I feel like he did better in this one than in yes. Forever. I would agree with that. But I still... And his his chemistry with Clooney was a lot better than his chemistry with Kilmer, too. Yeah. Like, but I I feel like they were, like, they knew what they were going for. They were going for Adam and Bert. Yeah. And that's kind of what they pulled off. Right. Um, So that that was, that was interesting to me. Uh, I, uh, Arnold, I do not like Arnold as Mr. Freeze. However, I enjoyed Arnold in this movie. Like, but yeah. if you like, com- in comparison to the actual characterization of Mister Freeze, I did not, I did not enjoy the this iteration. As far as like, yeah, I just think, I love Mister Freeze from the animated series. Yeah, that's like the end all be all characterization of Mister Freeze, right? Yeah, yeah, like that's that's like top fucking notch. Yes. Like that, that's a full character. Like he's he's more than just like puns and like he does has, still has like the tragic backstory and like yeah. it's like he's great characterization, great character, great voice work. Yeah. Arnold showed up and was like, I'll be Arnold. And that's fine for this movie. I think it worked. It I it worked for what it is. Um Chill out. <laughs> Dude, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And then uh I always had a crush on Alicia Silverstone, so it was very hard to watch this and hate everything that she said. <laughs> yeah, I, she was awful in yeah, this movie. She was not great. She was. I don't know if it was just like bad chemistry, or if she was just like there for a paycheck, or yeah, I feel what. like her and Chris O'Donnell like secretly hated each other. Yeah, like, like maybe they, they like, dated, and then there she was like, "This dude's a prick." Yeah. Or just see. thought that to begin with, like <laughs> yeah. didn't have to have a personal relationship with, with him. Just like looks like a fuck prick. you, dude. Yeah, I liked I liked how the story with Alfred came about. Um, because he's like hiding it, but like yeah. you can't hide it from Bruce, and right. he has his whole see. Like if Poison Ivy and Alicia Silverstone wouldn't have been in the movie, it would have also been more impactful for Alfred to find his brother, and. Like, because obviously, I, at least I think my interpretation is that he wants his brother, his brother to take, to his, take place. his place. Yeah, and like come take care of Bruce while he's Batmaning and stuff. Yeah, and uh, so like that would have been better, I think, had they not 
relied on the niece thing. And also, Barbara is not Alfred's niece. No. She is Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Yeah. So, there's that. Yeah. And I, I will defend it, although I am bitching about it. I will defend it because I understand why you made the change. Because you have not utilized Commissioner Gordon, like, at all in four movies. Yeah. But had you had... Yeah. Then, like, it would have been a lot better having Barbara. Yeah, he literally just, like, calls and, like, Batman, Sansa's, what is this thing? All right. We're going to get him. In this one, he has a little bit more of a role. He's like, here's the keys. Yeah. (laughs) He's the NPC giving you side quests and exposition. Yeah. I'm not too old. I'm not too old. Come back. Come back. But I, I am relatively surprised that I enjoyed this one more than the other three. Yeah. Like, that was. I mean, I kind of suspected it because from memory after watching the other ones, I was like, I am I going to have the most fun watching Batman and fucking Robin? Yeah, I had fun watching this one for sure. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Is it good? No. Is it fun? <laughs> yeah. I think it's better than the other movies. Do I think you? the acting is better. I think the acting is actually better in this one, at least than, uh, than uh, Returns. Uh, they're not returns forever yeah that i could see because that boiling acid yeah <laughs> well i mean that's that was a side guy like i was <laughs> mad about that but like especially in the opening fucking scene like come on guys but uh but you know like i like val kilmer but like he was not on his a game at all in that movie yeah um basically no one was yeah. right and like i don't feel like you know, Chris O'Donnell or George Clooney or anybody in this really deserved a, like an award or anything. But they also didn't phone it in. But they also didn't phone it in. They were actually they actually showed up and did their jobs. Uh, you know, as they interpreted their job. Yeah, and made a movie that was like you could follow it and it wasn't painful at really at any moment other yeah. than maybe being like oof merchandising you know yeah <laughs> a lot of that yeah i don't know him pulling out the fucking american express batman car <laughs> yeah merchandising cuz that's fucking product placement dude that, yeah that was apply for your batman <laughs> that was like i'm pretty sure that was a legit card you could get yeah yeah so that's like literally fucking product placement that's yeah. why like that stuff was fucking cringy as fuck yeah but Funny. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I, I mean, I was amused. It also, like, makes sense when he pulls it out. Yeah. Because, like, I was like, uh, and then I was, like, thinking about it, and I was like, well, he's, like, trying to show off because he's enticed by Poison Ivy. Yeah. That is something stupid that he would probably have and yeah. do. Yeah. You know, you turn to <laughs> Bruce's baser instincts, and he's, like, he's still just, like, a rich boy, right? Yeah. So he's, like... <laughs> I got more money than you, bitch. Yeah, when he's you don't like, have two million. <laughs> Robin's you don't have, like, you don't have a million dollars. Robin's like two million, and he's like, "You don't have two million. He's like, "I'll borrow it from, from you." you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Clearly, he's rich, guys. Come on, all the side characters. Where are yeah. you at?" You think there's some guy is in the Batman back, rich as fuck? Is that Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Lucius comes up and is like, "Do you really want to fuck with him?" We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Next episode. <laughs> Actually, that is next episode, isn't it? Or is it the second? That, that's, that's in Returns. In the Dark Knight. Yeah, it's or Dark when Knight. That happens. Yeah. Two weeks. But anyway, um, fuck, man. You want to do uh, Under the Cow? I could do Under the Cow. I love that. So we all know at this point, we all know about Under the Cow. I'm gonna give you a weird Batman villain. Noise. I'm gonna give you I'm a spotlight a bat gadget or vehicle. Fuck yeah. And then normally I would talk about a Batman comic that I've read. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get a chance to read any. Aww, I suck. I suck. But anyways, happens, bro. It's all right. yeah. got a Batman villain. You ready for this? Ready. Yeah. Russell's gonna Fucking love this ready. one. Yes, give this it to me. This is Bat Ombre. 
thought I was going to love this. This sounds racist. <laughs> Just keep listening. Uh, Bad Hombre, a.k.a. Louis uh, Perdala, is a Scorn South you. American criminal who worked for the drug cartel leader, El Papayago. Uh, Luis, uh, Luis, probably is probably Luis. Mm. Uh, Luis took up the moniker of the Bat Ombre so that he could further his criminal operations while the authorities merely thought he was a vigilante superhero. <laughs> uh, so he was a citizen of the South American, uh, nation of, uh, Mantiga. Uh, Luis became aligned with the drug lord El Papayayo. Papa Yago, one of those, one of them. Inspired by the vigilante Batman, Luis adopted his own Bat moniker. He branded himself as Bat Ombre and would pretend to be a Batman-inspired vigilante while in reality he was aiding uh, Papa Yago and deterring the authorities. Following the assassination attempt of uh, Montiga's president, the president requested that Batman and Robin journey to the uh, country in order to train Bat Ombre to be a better to be better at fighting El Papayago's cartel. The dynamic duo equipped uh, Luis with his own utility belt, uh, equipped with a bat radio, uh, found a bat cave for him, and trained him in the use of non-lethal whips, all unknowing of his secret agenda. Later, when Luis met with his employer, uh, I don't want to say the name again, uh, I'll do it again, Papaya- Papayago's <laughs> Pet parrot Toto scratched at his shoulder, which later informed Batman of Bat Ombre's treachery. Oh, shit. Betrayed by the parrot. Batman and Robin defeated Bat Ombre, but rather than reveal the information to the president, Batman disguised himself as Bat Ombre so that the president thought he was still had a good vigilante in uh, Montiga. However, Bat Ombre was left with his utility belt, which he used to try to escape and kill the president, only to be foiled by Batman. Bat Ombre then fell off of a cliff, presumably to his demise. Whoa. Huh. Now, I know this is an audio podcast, but I have to show uh, Shane and Russell Bat Ombre, and they can describe it to you. Oh, man. Try to find a good one here. There he is. There's Bad Ombre. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> so think of Batman uh, with a uh, stereotypical, huge, curled, like Mexican mustache. <laughs> and like a poncho wrapped around his oh god <laughs> around his shoulder like a bandolier instead of like a cape or like a you wear a poncho and he's where he's riding a fucking horse <laughs> that looks like it's wearing a batman costume <laughs> i have not seen the picture yet jesus the audience oh my Okay. That's yeah. bad ombre. That's bad ombre. Bad ombre indeed. <laughs> what in the fuck? Yeah, I it's that was a weird one. I couldn't pass it up. Yeah. Continuing my under the cowl. Under the cowl. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. We got a bat gadget. <laughs> bat gadget. This is the grapple gun. Fuck yeah. Grapple guns are high-tech pistols that fire small grappling hooks on monofilament wire. Once the hook is secure, a button press will activate a powerful motorized pulley system that will allow the user to make a quick ascent to the high, to a higher point, such as a rooftop. They can also be used offensively to pull people or objects, sometimes yeah. through attachments like the bat claw. Yeah. Variations of this gadget are used to con- used constantly by Batman and the rest of the Batman family. Yeah. The grapple gun has become their most indispensable tool. With it, Batman and his associates, goddamn Dave, <coughs> can scale ascend buildings in the absence of flight. 
They use like a hundred different variations of grapple guns in this movie. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, but one means is by a means of by one means is a means of travel by swinging off of a fired line. They can slowly descend from high heights or save themselves from a fall or drop. That happens a few times in this movie. Uh, they can use the grapple gun to grab objects and people. In desperation, they can fire the grapple as a non-lethal projectile weapon. Uh, from his debut, Batman did not use grapple guns, usually making use of a bat rope. In addition, he would often make use of batarangs as grappling hooks, using them to latch onto objects. However, early versions of the gun-fired grappling ropes appeared throughout Batman's comics prior to high-tech version's debut. These included uh, Batpoon in World's Finest Comics number 9, suction cap climbing ropes in Batman 183, and a harpoon rifle in The Dark Knight Returns. However, none of these featured motorized pulley systems and Batman would physically climb the ropes once fired. Additionally, the character would rarely use such devices more than once, with them usually being abandoned after their first appearances. Yeah. But that has been Grappling Gun. <laughs> what? And that has been grapple guns. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love me a good grapple gun. Yeah, I do too. He uses it's them a, great a lot. Device. Especially in this movie. Wish I had one. Me too. Sit, sit on a shelf. Would you, you never, never use, use it? it? I don't know. Probably not. I'd be scared to. I would use it once and I would hurt myself. <laughs> Break both your fucking ankles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where does he get such fantastic toys? That's a different movie. But like I said, the beginning of Under the Cowl. I did not get a chance to finish reading. I'm still currently reading Hush. Okay. But I've not got a chance to read it. Like mm. finish reading. Yeah. So next week I will have finished it though. Okay. Cool. But that Boom. Monkey work. Anyway. I love Bane in this movie. Yeah. I love it. So we're we going down to the corner now, swinging on down. We can swing on down to the corner. You guys Let's ready to go down to the corner? Yep. Because this is Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. Thank you, Mr. Bane, for being here. <sighs> he's a, He may seem scary, Russell, but he's, he's a nice guy. Not scary at all. Just unplug that tube in the back of his head. Don't, oh. don't get near that. He hates that. I think that's a bad idea, Russell. He, he got mad. I don't know where he came from. But we got Bane here now. Yeah. Welcome, Mr. Bane. Bane. He's a good guy. He's great at parties. Party. See? He knows how to party. Anyways, this is Dave's Trivia Corner, where the point of this corner is for you to say... Neat. Thank you, Mr. Bane. Bane. Yep. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you gonna talk shit about Mr. Bane? No, no, no. He's good. Uh, most mm. of the scenes. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you, Bane, Mr. Bane. Uh, most of the scenes with Batgirl were cut because Alicia Silverstone had gained a few pounds during production <laughs> and the wardrobe team had to refit her costume. Whoops. When the press discovered the news, they slammed Silverstone's weight gain and mocked the actress for being too fat to fit her costume. Director Joel Schumacher publicly defended Silverstone during interviews and press meetings, jokingly, what is this girl's big sin that she had some pizza? Pizza. Pizza's good. Yes, it is. Uh, when the taunting continued, Schumacher lashed out at the reporters that taunted her. He said in a magazine interview, it was horrible. I thought it was a very cruel. She was a teenager who gained a few pounds like all of us do at certain times. I would confront female journalists and say, with so many young people suffering from anorexia and bulimia, why are you crucifying this girl? Yeah, in like 97, and that shit's yeah. still going on. Yeah. Wow. It's bullshit. That's ridiculous, because 
because she's hot in this movie. Yes, I agree. Right, Bane? Ah, girl. Okay. That's right, buddy. Uh, got How some old more? was she in this movie? I don't know. I got some more while you look that up. Yeah, look that up, Russell. Came out in 97. In later interviews, director Joel Schumacher blamed studio pressure to make the film more toyetic, i.e. a showcase for marketable toys and games. In a making-of documentary on the DVD, he apologized to disappointed fans. Toyetic. That's a big word, Bane. Holy shit, Bane. (laughs) Bro, you're like... 21. Wow. So, it's fine. Yeah. I I didn't know. Because she, like, still looks super young. Yeah, she does. Yeah. And Uh, I mean, she's wearing, like, a fucking schoolgirl outfit most of the movies, too, so... And then she has that close-up shot of her butt in a rubberized suit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly rubber. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, George Clooney has been known to refund people who saw the film. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you should call him and, like, ask him for a refund for the Amazon. (laughs) Uh, George Clooney called the film a waste of money. In later interviews, he called it the biggest break I ever had since he got him into Hollywood, resulting in more successful roles later on. Wait, what? Yeah. He first said it was a waste of money, then he's called it was the biggest break he ever had. Like, is that... No. Yeah, well... He was just on ER before Yeah, he was on ER before that. Really? Yeah. I thought he was already a big dude, and then... Mm-mm. No. Big break. That's right. What, uh, was, what was your big break, Bane? Bane. I thought I was going to say Batman. Oh my god, George Clooney's in Return of the Killer Tomatoes from 1988. I've got the yeah. sequel on tape. That doesn't help. Just saying. You're a sequel on tape. Fuck off. VHS. Bane and I watch a lot of tapes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Mr. Frey, Mr. Freeze, <laughs> Mr. Freeze says 27 ice puns throughout the movie. Oh, you had an actual number. Yep. <laughs> okay. From Dusk Till Dawn, One Fine Day, we're both before this movie. Mm. I mean, other than that, there's not a whole lot. That looks like was super popular. He got but. bigger roles after this. Although Dust Till Dawn is a great movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess from Dust Till Dawn probably wasn't like that big a role. Titty Twister. Yep, did that was the bar. Red Line, Out of Sight, Three Kings, Over oh the Where Art Thou. Yeah, all those came afterwards. Perfect Storm, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. I got some more. Yep. Keep going. Uh, when filming was over, George Clooney quipped, I think we just killed the series. <laughs> Clooney smart. He certainly was, Mr. Bane. He certainly was. <laughs> this dude. Oh my god. Uh, Joel Schumacher had several meetings with Warner Brothers, trying to convince them to let him make another Batman movie. He wanted to take the film back to its darker roots and make a Batman Year One movie. Uh, Schumacher wanted to cast Kurt Russell as a young Commissioner Gordon. Oh, as Commissioner Gordon. And Selena Kyle as a young, beautiful African-American woman living in the ghetto. Warner Brothers decided not to rehire Schumacher, and the next Batman film stayed in development limbo for years until Batman Begins in 2005. Hmm. Almost 10 years. They yeah. almost made it 10 years without yep. making a Batman movie. That's impressive. After filming had completed, Arnold Schwarzenegger had heart surgery. Yes. Studios were anxious about ensuring Schwarzenegger in an action movie, and he couldn't get work again till end of days in 99. Oh, weird. Yeah. I did not know that. He punches the devil in that movie. End of days is a weird movie. Uh, Uma Thurman felt the campy and farcical tone of fit the film, enjoyed the creative license she was given in regards to her character, and credits uh, B&R as, a, as less of a career killer and more of her first real experience with a high-budget Hollywood blockbuster. 
What a positive outlook. Yeah. Yeah. I got a few more. Mm-hmm. You guys Keep ready? Going. Yep. Uh, during shooting, George Clooney visited his friends on the set of ER in full costume. Nice. He showed up as Batman. I remember that episode. Is he just Batman on the <laughs> ER? <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't say Batman too much. Mr. Bane here doesn't care. Batman. As of 2021, this is the only appearance of Batgirl in a live-action Batman feature film. Oh, neat. Why don't you guys say it? Why does Mr. Bane have to say it? I was waiting for a good one. Wow. Harsh. (laughs) Harsh. I'm sorry. (laughs) Better be careful. I mean, he's like right on the other side of the table from you. Yeah. He keeps staring at you. I got two more. Okay. I'm not scared of a man who can't scratch his own back. Mm. Uh, be careful. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris O'Donnell uh confirmed in 2012 interview that a Robin slash Nightwing spin spinoff was planned alongside Batman Unchained. However, he reported the plans were scrapped after the poor reception of Batman and Robin. Sounds right. And then one last one. Okay. Two extras were arrested and fired after attempting to sell secretly shot footage. Oh, Ooh. yeah. That's neat. Yeah. Fuckers. This has been Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. And our special guest, Mr. Bane. Thank you for coming, buddy. Bane. It's good to see him. Yeah. I'm glad he's gone, though. Like, why? He's, he's, he's fucking intimidating, bro. He's fine. He he's like harmless. all juiced up all the time. He's harmless. He also smells bad. Pretty sure he's dead. He's just like kept alive by that shit and the fucking tubes in his neck. I mean, <laughs> I don't tend to talk about his tubes. Okay. He just has trouble wiping his own ass. I mean, probably. Uh, he's your friend, Dave. Yeah. He's a good guy. You should probably tell him and or help him. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Are you guys ready to rate this movie? I yeah. sure as fuck am. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give it a 6.75. Because I can't quite give it a 7. Because it's not actually a good movie. But it is horribly amusing. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, I think it's better than... Uh, Batman Forever. Um, it's probably... I think it's better than uh, 89. Because there's a story. And yeah. it's like a complete movie. Yeah. Where like yeah. 89 was just like, here's Batman and Joker. What's up? Um, Fair. Fair. But like, you know, everything we said that was wrong with it, you know, the the acting was okay, but it wasn't stupendous. Uh, it was basically, uh, He-Man, um, you know, completely fabricated to sell toys. Um, yeah. I still don't get the, like, I know there's like a, a thought piece about the homoeroticism and stuff of putting the, the ass shots and the nipples on the suits and shit, the, you know, that was supposed to be what Schumacher was getting at with superhero stuff. Fuck off with that shit. I don't care. Yeah. I whatever. Um bat nipples are weird though. Yeah, it's super weird and like you need to have more than like one shot to get that point across if that's what you're actually trying to do with it. Yeah. Um but uh otherwise it just comes off as like why the fuck do they have nipples? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Alfred's suit didn't have nipples. Alfred's suit, yeah, his, his fucking. <laughs> his you suit. want him to be like dressed up like a fucking like stripper butler, like <laughs> got like holes cut in his fucking suit so you can see his nips. What the fuck, dude? That would be hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what Batman movie you watched, but um, or wanted to watch, but yeah, I'm gonna give it a six seven five. Um. 
like I said, horribly amusing, but not actually a good movie. Russell? I am going to give it a seven. Uh, I think it's the best out of the four of these movies. Um, five, if you include 66. Yeah. Uh, all it's really missing is Alfred wearing a mask at some point. <laughs> I really wish that would have been in here. Uh, it could have been a lot better. It's got a lot of potential, I think. Um, so, you know, if they would have removed the things that we talked about. And, yeah. You know, like, focused the story a little bit more instead of going, like, seven different directions. Uh, but, I mean, it's really not as bad as I remember it being. And I think part of that is just because, like, it wasn't dark and it is, like, meant to be campy. Right. Yeah. And so, like, at the time or, you know however many times I've watched it, which probably isn't more than five. Um, it just didn't feel like it should have been a Batman movie. And also, I, as a child, I was in love with 89 and Batman Forever. Um, they were darker. Batman yeah. Forever was starting to get lighter, but uh, it's just... I don't know. It's a whole movie. As it was made. Uh it's like a complete piece of something. Yeah. Um, whether you think that's trash or brilliance or whatever, like, I mean, this is definitely one of those movies that I can see causing arguments uh, now. At the time, it was widely accepted that it was garbage, but it's very weird to go back and watch it and critique it because it's not, it's really not that bad. No. I think, yeah. We've talked about it enough. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it a 7 that is rated inside of Batman movies. Uh, if I was going to rate it outside of Batman movies, it doesn't have enough depth for me because they could have went much further with what they had uh, as far as, like, Freeze's tragic story. Yeah. And, you know, or even if they would have cut Freeze's stuff and, like, gone with the eco-terrorist like route like ivy could have had more depth and it's just it's just not focused enough is yeah. my really my only problem with it other than it being cheesy and i'm not super into cheesy stuff right but um rating it outside of the batman movies i would give it a solid five because uh, it's complete it's whole the pacing isn't fucked which was weird yeah like the pace was actually really good mm -hmm. yeah the way the movie was cut together like i, I don't know i was like surprised um so, like, it's just, like, I, like all the stuff with Alfred, like, I had emotions. Like, I've been watching this Alfred for four movies now. Yeah. And, like, I didn't want him to die. And I, I knew he wasn't going to. I remembered all the big, big plot points. But, uh, it's still, like, it was emotional. And, like, Clooney, Clooney did really well, like, being both characters. Yeah. Like, being Bruce and being Batman. And I did not remember that. I just remembered hating him. That's Batman. But, Same, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but he did really well. Like, especially like the, you know, Robin bringing up, you know, Dick, when Dick brings up the Alfred sick and he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, yeah. that whole scene and like that scene was done really well, I think, on both parts as far as like their acting goes and like, you know, just Bruce like standing over Alfred and like being concerned and like, you get all of it from, like, his facial expressions, and, like, it actually, it's like, I don't know, I actually felt something watching this movie. Yeah. So, like, that was cool. Um, but, yeah, so I, I'd give it a solid five compared to, like, all my favorites and all the other movies. Uh, but inside of the Batman movies so far, it gets a seven. Okay. Dave? So, kind of similar to Russell, in, like, the Batman movies... Yeah, like a five and a half. In Dave's movie time fun hour list, like a seven. Okay. I I, I enjoyed it. It's it's like watching a cartoon. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was hilarious. Like all like the blatantly obvious, you know, trying to sell toys and product placement. Just hilarious to me. Yeah, it kills me that, uh, that there's a commercial for the toys at the beginning of VHS. Yeah, yeah. That's there was insane. a commercial for the toys before. Um, Arnold, I thought, was hilarious. He's not a great Mr. Freeze, but it's just all the ice puns. Yeah. It's just Every time he's on yeah. the screen, I'm like, I'm waiting for it. 
waiting for some sort of ice pun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay, but like in an actual like you know movie list, it's probably like a five. Sure. Yeah, I do appreciate that he showed up, and they were just pretty much like Arnold showed up, and they were just like, okay, now be Arnold, but you're Mister Freeze. But yeah. because they didn't, yeah, they didn't like try to make him something. They didn't like try to make him into an actor that he's not. Yeah, like they, because like he couldn't do like the animated series Mister Freeze. Like, but this was this was acceptable. Like this was this was if Arnold was Mister Freeze, and yeah. so like I can't appreciate that to a certain point. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was great. All right, chill out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, well, that's going to do it for this episode of DQB Does, where we talked about Batman and Robin. Uh, Next week, we're going to do Batman Begins. Fuck yes. I'm finally excited. I am looking forward to it. Yeah, the first Christopher Nolan one. Yep. Um, If you guys want to send us a suggestions for the next series of movies we could do or just a movie that you want us to watch or a question that you have or comment if you want us to fucking stop making the show we're not going to listen but we'll read your email <laughs> That's right. uh, hit us up draftyq at gmail.com you can find us on facebook and twitter and instagram and not on parlor but um. Yeah, that was just a joke. Did you say we were on parlor? <laughs> no, I didn't. I was gonna I make thought a joke about, about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? I didn't remember that. Uh, just uh, search uh Drafty Quarters Productions or at Drafty Q. Um, we're also on Patreon. If you would like to donate one dollar a month, we would really appreciate it. There is some content up on there. Um, that is not on our regular RSS feeds. Uh, we are in need of new equipment at some point. Uh, there's nice. a lot of stuff that we're trying to do that we're going to need more, more power and other stuff to do. Um, we do a video show every week as well. That is, uh, all about the news and stuff. Um, it's the DQP weekly. And, uh, we video it and put it on YouTube. True. So you can find that on there, but we need cameras instead of using my phone because right now we're waiting an hour for it to prepare and it's driving me nuts every week. So please buy us a camera. Uh, but yeah, hit us up, search us out, like, subscribe, comment, email, etc., etc. That's going to do it. You guys have a wonderful whatever the fuck is happening in your life right now. Day, evening, morning, lunch, dinner, brunch, mimosa, happy hour. That sounds great. I don't know. See you later. Bye. If revenge is a dish best served cold, then put on your Sunday finest. It's time to feast. This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.